Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Are Wrestling podcast. We're doing the week in roundup, getting to all of the weekend's updates and news and reviews and the shows. Yes, the shows. Man, man. So let's just start off. Let's just start off with the bad and kind of good, but. It's a lot more bad than it was good, but, and I know people are going to be like, who, why? And we explain to you why. Okay, let's start off. You ready? Yes, sir. Wait, we didn't even tell everybody who we are, but I'm the Viral Viper, a.k.a. Viper Freeze with my co-host. The Renegade Enigma, of course. Yes. Bitch. Like, I have to, like, fuck it, like, Okay, let's just go right into like the stuff that I did not like from a company that you know the hits and misses and this time they had more misses than hits, but I'm just gonna go straight into it. Okay. So AEW was on. It literally started hours late because of the fucking NBA playoffs. It was supposed to start at six o'clock. It wound up starting at like six forty five. But it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Like, they did a few things I like. A few things I like. So, Ivelisse and Diamante beat the Nightmare Sisters, and they won the Women's Tag Team Tournaments. How do you feel about that? Uh, to be honest with you, this whole tournament was a shit show from the beginning. They, they didn't treat it special enough, in my opinion. It was a good thing they had here, and they fucking fucked it up. They botched it. Yes, they did. But I'm glad, like, of the outcome. Because, like, I really didn't want Brandy to be, like, at the end of the day, be like, yeah, yeah, you won. I'm the best. No, 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 you're not. Okay, I'm... I'm not going like, to like, say anything mean, but yeah. Yeah, I know that when we talk about the last segment, you're going to pop for that because of how you feel. <laughs> you're going to pop for that last segment just because of the one thing that happens. So like that was one that was one of the big things that like kicked off the show. They were talking about that. After that, they had a tag team match with FTR versus the private party. Now, this match was if you come into this match going, oh, they have a contrast of styles and thinking this match wasn't gonna be good, it was good because they kind of put it together like in the beginning it wasn't good. Then later on they started to put it together. But that wasn't the good, good part. The good part was Telly Blanchard was with FTR. Yeah. Yeah, so it's starting. It's starting. I wonder who, like, actually foretold about this happening. Man, it was it was very fortunate that somebody could see what was going to happen. Right. And like, yeah, that's going to get her well. Yes, that went together very well. Like, that, like, I'm glad that it happened, and I know where it's going to go. But, but the thing that the thing that bothered me was like, why didn't Sean Spears come out? Because Sean Spears tweeted about it, but he didn't come out. So what the fuck? Why? Only thing I could really think of, and like. 
it has nothing to do with storyline. Corona. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I could give you that. I can give yeah, you that. They, they, tr- they try not to really have too many managers out there because in this purpose, he would be technically a manager. Yeah. Okay. But, like, he's still a wrestler. Speaking yeah. of managers, right? Uh-huh. Darby Allen had a match against, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was he was different. He was, he was a black guy. I don't remember his name. So Darby had this match. And Taz is on commentary. Taz gets up off of commentary and basically tries to introduce Darby until his new friend, Darby. And everybody's like, what? what? It was Ricky Stark dressed up as Darby Allen, and he came on and cut a promo on Darby. And then he attacked Darby, but the funny part about it was like, <laughs> he got the promo and he just said, I love fighting and I love turtles. And if you don't get it, it's a callback to a little kid that was dressed up like Darby Allen years ago. It was like, I love turtles. <laughs> and that was funny. Like everybody says that was Darby Allen, but I swear that's not Darby Allen because it's too it's too random to be Darby Allen. Yeah. Then we cut to my favorite segment. You know who it's going to be. Britt Baker. Britt's in back with fucking Reba. And they're in a workout. And they just hear some noise. And she's like, what is that noise? And it's Kip Sabian. No, because she didn't make anything better. She didn't make anything greater. Like, it's just... This one promo was good out of, like, the other couple of things that I didn't like because I didn't even get to what I didn't like. I'm trying to knock out my favorite parts of stuff. Yeah, cover the good first. Yes. So, like, she's telling these two to stop kissing. And she's like, you're going to get a disease. And, like, the only way you can get a disease is from, like, trading saliva. And then she tells Penelope Ford, she's like, listen, I need your help to be my handicap partner at All Out so we can beat a big swole. And Penelope Ford's like, um, well, what do I get out of it? Reba, do your makeup for free for a year. And Reba goes, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. She's like, shut up, Reba. And like, Penelope Ford goes, okay, cool. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm in. I like that. Like that shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> now something shocking, like it's shocking because like I didn't see it coming this way. So remember last week where we were all upset that she didn't have anybody to challenge for the title. Well, now she does, but it's with a twist because the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa showed up on AEW and challenged Sheeta. But, yes, she still had the NWA Women's Championship. And it was like, wait, is there a partnership here? Oh, holy shit. Like, we ran back to that. Like, we've seen things, but we really didn't notice it. Because fucking uh, uh, um, Stark. Like, yes. He's supposed to be like part of NWA still. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't heard he he left officially. You know? No, no, no. I, I heard quit. he he quit. He quit quick. You heard he quit quick? Okay. Yeah, but he Eddie quit quick. That that one I'm not 100 percent sure about. No, Eddie Kingston was still under contract last time I checked until AEW swooped him up. But Ricky Starks quit because he quit right as like right after he lost the television title, and then Zicky Dice quit right as he won the television title. Wow, wow! And I heard Nicky Dice might be going there too. So that, yeah. that's a thing. So my thing is like this partnership been in the works for a while. But you know what pisses me off about this partnership? What? You literally had wrestlers sitting around for fucking six months in a fucking pandemic. When if you wanted to do this partnership, you could have been using these guys. Like you had people sitting around in a fucking pandemic. Like Nick Aldis is fucking sitting there in a pandemic when you could have been using him in any fucking big match in fucking AEW. Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, if this is really a thing with a partnership between them two, this is bullshit. Like, this is complete and utter bullshit. Like, you had a lot of people sitting at home, not making money, not collecting checks, when you guys could have been paying them? Like, mm-hmm. come the fuck on. Like, don't. Like, if they announce that this is a partnership, I'm going to be pissed because this dude that was sitting at fucking home for no reason that should have been fucking getting paid. Because it's honestly a, a great thing. Like, this is what I wanted from AEW. Something, like, huge. Something they promised. This is a big thing. Mm-hmm. NWA is a great company. It is. Right, right now, because, you know, the whole situation, they can't do anything. So this is great for them, too. They should have done it a lot earlier, though, like you said. Yes, because I just feel so, like, I feel so dejected because it's like, dude, like, it's so many people that sat at home and did nothing. And, like, you could have been using them, working them into storylines. Like, it's just, it feels just so dumb. You could have had a whole NWA versus AEW war going on by now. Like, right now, it could have been at the peak of it, and all of it could have went head-to-head and all out. But, like, now it's like, oh, you're just bringing them in now? When the country is trying to open up for a little while, this is when you bring them in? Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. I don't know about you. I, like, if they would have done this a lot earlier, I would have had a lot more positive things to say about AEW. That would be interesting. That would ca- this would catch my eye, me personally. Exactly, like because there's so many good people in NWA Power. We come. We used to come on here every week and talk about how good Power was, and mm-hmm. like for them to just sit at home and then use them now. That's the only. That's the only big negative I'm taking away from this is like. People from power sat at home when you had the chance to change their life and you did nothing. But now now all of a sudden, hey, we're gonna do it now. I I'm just a little bit salty about that. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad that I'm down, but fuck like you could have been you could have been did this. It was gonna be good. It just it could have been way better. Yes. Yeah, back to the show. It was a six-man with Kenny Omega, the Young Bugs versus the Dark Order. And so... Kenny you recall what members? Because I swear in the versus screen I've seen five. It was, it was five. It was five and... 
the other two, I what is their fucking name? Reynolds and Silver, I think. Reynolds yeah. and Silver. Yeah. The bald is it the bald one with the beard that some, they take off his mask sometimes, and the one with the long hair. Yes. It is Reynolds and Silver. Yes. Yeah. And Kenny fucking wins with the one winged angel. Didn't like. The Bucks, they start to leave. Kenny grabs a chair, opens up the chair, and is about to powerbomb fucking Rem, not Reynolds, five onto the chair. And Matt just happens to look back and was like, no! And just kicks the chair out of the way. Kenny powerbombs him still. And Kenny was like, where the fuck is the chair? And Matt was like, dude, what's wrong with you? Shut up! And he grabs the chair and is about to powerbomb him again. And they have to calm him down. Like, dude, relax. So... Apparently, Kenny is snapping. Yeah. Um, that, that to me is kind of unwarranted. You know, him yeah. getting a Marco stunt, that kind of makes sense as far as his heel turn because he made fun of him. Yes. Then we had a segment with Matt Hardy throwing Sammy Guevara into tables. It was like, it was a it was a far dive, but it was like, it's nothing he's gonna get hurt from. It's not that bad. So okay, now okay, this these two things wasn't bad. Like, Moxie cut a promo and MJF cut a promo. Here's where all the bad parts came for me. So there was a match. It was an eight man match. Was it an eight-man match? It was either an eight-man or a six-man. I can't remember because it was Jungle Express versus Butcher Blade and Pentagon and Phoenix. The match is happening and Blade is pissed off at fucking Pentagon and they're going back and forth and they're arguing. They fucking lose the match and Eddie Kingston comes out and unites the whole team together. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, first off, why the fuck is Butcher and Blade in the Pentagon of Phoenix a thing? I know a couple weeks ago they were a thing, but they was only a thing for the FTR situation. Like, what the fuck is happening? What the hell, what the hell happened to Trango de la Morte? Like, what happened to that? Like, what is going on? Like, this makes no fucking sense. It's just badly fucking put together. What the fuck? Hey, Pot's on lockdown. Like, I, I can't wait till he come back. You know, that way we could get Triangle Dolly Morte again. But, um, yeah, it doesn't make sense because, like, the way I took it originally is that old saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. They all were united because they hated FTR in the Bucks. Yes. That was the only reason. Like, there was no reason to make them a whole squad. And then, like, factoring Eddie Kingston, which is, like, pretty random. Like, he's not really beefing with anybody. Exactly. Maybe Cody, but it, like the Cody situation is like out the window now when you get into it. But yeah. Yeah, like none of it makes sense. It's like, all right, we put this team together for what? Like, it, like it's a faction, but why? Like, and I know, like, the thing is always give them time to for a faction. Like, this just seems like the most random fucking faction ever. Like, first off, sticking Butcher and Blade with Pentagon and Phoenix was already fucking random. And then throwing Eddie Kingston in there, it's like, this is super fucking random. Like, if you stuck Eddie Kingston with Lucha Bros, it would make sense. 
because yeah. it's like a whole Spanish LAX rebirth type thing. Cool. Yeah. Fine. That will work. You stick them with Butcher and the Blade and it's like, uh, maybe it's because like they're brawlers and they can do brawling shit. Like you go like, all right, cool. Then like the only thing is like, he's just uniting both sides of himself into one group. And it's like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm not like, I'm not here for it. And I know always be like, well, give it time. I'm not giving this time because I just, from minute one, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, if this comes across like next year is a good thing, I'm not even going to walk it back. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Still don't like it. Because <laughs> sometimes, like, okay, sometimes you don't want to be negative. You want to get something to change. But sometimes shit is shit right from the door. Like, it's a fucking turd and you can't shine it up, you know? Yeah, it's just like, what the fuck, man? Like, you just. It just, that just left a bad taste in my mouth. And that happened, like, towards, like, the middle of the show. And it was just like, this is, like, a bad taste in my mouth. And then, like, something else that leaves a bad taste in my mouth that's literally a bad taste is Jericho and Orange Cassidy. They're going to have a third match. But they're going to have a Mimosa Mayhem match. When you hear it, the first thing you think is, what the fuck is a Mimosa Mayhem match? <laughs> when you hear the rules, you're like, why the fuck is a Mimosa Mayhem match? It is literally a match where pinfalls, submission, and throwing the person into a fucking pool of Mimosa. That is literally, literally the rules of this match. Why? Like, I could have came up with something like better than that. Like, what the fuck? Yo, I just, like, once I heard that, I was just like, yo, is this show even, is the rest of this show even worth watching? Like, it's just like, the fuck is, why the hell is this happening? Like, like check this out. It's bad, but it's better than that, right? Because mm-hmm. it makes sense as far as the storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Blood oranges on a pole match. Dude, I would go for that. Because, like, storyline-wise, this basically all started with the blood oranges. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So storyline-wise, it makes sense. It would be a crappy match, but still, it will be better with it, whatever the hell this is. Yes. Yes. Honestly, I don't even think I'm going to, like, watch that match. That would be one of the matches I fucking skip. Mm-hmm. According to Jericho, every match that he has with Orange Cassidy and like everyone that he has a match with, oh, it's the greatest match ever. The greatest match I ever had. He always says that shit. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be one of them, so what, what the fuck? But yeah, like, I, just, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fuck all that. Yeah, but then we had the biggest fucking, the biggest part, the biggest part where I felt, I just felt, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? Brody Lee beats Cody Rhodes. What the fuck? 
Like, what? You tell me. You tell me. Like, okay. Y'all know by now, I'm not a fan of Cody, right? Yes. This made no sense. Like, Cody had a good thing going with him doing this weekly and all that. Like, people Mm -hmm. showing up and all that. Like, the whole randomness of it. It had to end eventually, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't like it too much because Cody Lee's not going to handle it the same way. Especially right. like, dude, like this just makes no sense, man. I, I don't, I don't get it, dude. Like, why? Like, why? And the the crazy part about it was like it was a total like beatdown. Like Brody beat the living shit out of Cody. And I know, like, you can make the argument, oh, Cody is so beat down from having match after the match after the match after the match every week. But at the same time, it's like, why Brody Lee? Like, why him? Honestly, they should have gave him the fucking world title instead. Yes. This is beneath him, in my opinion. Like, the only good thing, and I know you're going to pop for this because you don't like this situation. Okay. After the match, like, the Dark Order is over the fallen body of Cody. And Brandy comes out and's like, no, don't hurt him, don't hurt him. Brody Lee looks at Anna J and just gives her a nod. Anna J chokes out Brandy. Like complete choked out, jumped on her and choked her out. Just choked her the fuck out. I was like, oh. And Brandy was done. They they literally killed the nightmare family. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. See, I told you it was gonna be okay with that. <laughs> I think I honestly like dislike her. I'm not gonna say hate. That's a too strong mm-hmm. word. I dislike her more than I dislike him. Yes. And like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's a flaw in that though. If you, if you see it, what's the flaw? You know they're gonna have a match and Brandy's gonna beat her, right? Yes. Like, yeah, that, that's that's not good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my take on it. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, like that was um, that was that. A dub. Yes. So let's get the takeover. Yeah. So. This. That's all I'm gonna say. This. <laughs> no, but we can't say this without acknowledging the fucking nonsensical bullshit that started off the fucking show. Like, oh, okay. It was a triple threat match between Breezango. I almost said Triangle de la Morte. Um, <laughs> fucking, uh, what is it? Named? El Gato Gunfender. Yes. And one, two. Ernie and Bert. Yeah. Okay. Now, out of everybody that was there, Legato de Fantasma was the only people that made fucking sense for a win. Who the fuck wins? Breezango. I'm going to go with your point. I'm going to let you get this point off because you said, dude, it's not like this is game of rematch. They earned their rematch. Yeah. Which, by the way, I do agree with you. Like, it should have been Legato de, de Fantasma. But mm-hmm. 
you know, at, at least they didn't go with the narrative. Here, here's your rematch. And you know, they, they're, especially the other day, especially the other day, they're good for that. Yes. So, like, I don't agree with it, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Then we went into the main show and we started off with fucking heat. Just fucking heat. It's Baylor versus Timothy Thatcher. Boy, this was fucking great. <laughs> That's fucking great. Like, I just love violence and they brought it. They fucking brought it. It was great. What do you think of it? They fucking destroyed each other. You made me laugh at one point, though, because, like, mm-hmm. you were talking about something and I pissed you off and you go randomly, I hate Tony, uh, uh, Timothy Thatcher because he doesn't have a gimmick. And, like, <laughs> I know you, like, because of what we're talking about and I pissed you off or whatever, you were trying to change the subject. But you know that character, he doesn't have a gimmick. <laughs> so mm. he, he wasn't just bullshitting. That's a, that, it's a real thing. Like, it made me oh, think, shit. wow, he, he doesn't have a gimmick. Like, he just, he's just a wrestler. <laughs> like, you tell me, what is his gimmick? He, he's just a wrestler. Yes, he's just a wrestler, but like, I saw his logo and was like, that is the crappiest random logo ever. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. Because <laughs> I was angry at the time, so I just took it out on Timothy Thatcher. But yeah. the match was the match was fucking awesome. Yes, yes. It didn't go the way I thought, actually. Which, yeah, I'm a player. Yeah, like, I didn't think it was going to go this way either. That's, that fucked me up. I was like, what? That didn't... And then go that way. Like, and Finn Balor actually won the match. It was like, okay, well, that was a thing. Yeah. Like, because at this point, I feel like Finn is more or less. I want to say the de- de- development um, mm-hmm. character, but not really. Kind of like what the Dudleys were, where yeah. like, they're they're obviously they're superstars, but they were there to put like the Usos and the Young Cats. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like Finn is properly doing there. But yeah, yes. the game. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Then we had the five-way ladder match. Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, Velveteen Dream, and Johnny Gargano. Like, this match, I felt so dumb in this match. Like, I literally felt like one of the dumbest wrestling fans. And when I tell you guys why, you're going to be like, why? I felt so dumb because I'm like, okay, every ladder trick that everybody has ever thought of has already been done. There can't be no new ladder tricks. There can't be any new things. Well, my dumbass was wrong. (laughs) Fucking came up with a bunch of new shit. I was like, holy fucking shit. I've never seen that done with a ladder before. It it was some cool shit that happened there. That match was awesome. Like every single person in this match, they sold off. Like it mm-hmm. was like it, it was amazing ladder match, and we've seen a t- uh, like a ton of ladder matches. Mm-hmm. I, I'm there with you. Like I, I didn't think they were going to do anything new. I know it's going to be good, but this was great. Yes, and. I have to point out one point because it made everybody happy. 
Dream got super power bombed off of a ladder through a table on the other side of the ring. Not <laughs> close to the ring, the other side of the ring past the guardrail. Yeah, that happened. But they did real good, though. Uh-huh. Like he, he, he did good in the match, though. You know, the character. I'm not, I don't care about the guy. The character. Yeah. But yeah, that, that match was really good. And Renegades picked Damian Priest one. Yeah. Unfortunately, we both were wrong about something and we thought that there was going to be a sixth person and there yes. wasn't. So. It was just the five of them. And what's funny about like Damian Priest winning was like Triple H had picked him to win was like, yo, I'm going to make him win the whole time. But as the show got closer, he was like, yo, maybe I want Cameron Grimes to win. Wait, nope, maybe I want Bronson Reed to win. And then he just like, he thought about it. He was like, yo, when Damian Priest was in Ring of Honor, they were misusing him. They wasn't using him good. Yo, he needs a shot. Let me give him the title and let's see what he can do. And that's the way he went. That's, that's Did exactly he what he did. Anything there? Because I swear he was a television like, champion in Ring um, Honor. If I'm not mistaken, I think he won the um, the Something of Honor tournament, which was the tournament for brand new guys. They come in and like they have a tournament, and the winner of the tournament is like they quote unquote get a contract. Okay. Yeah, and that's what like that's what he won. Gotcha. He might have been a television champion. I don't remember because it was so long ago, but I swear he did. And I swear I called him Punishment Martinez twice, but you know what I mean. Damian Priest. You probably did, but by now, yes. like, this, you know who this guy is. Yes. Like, I'm surprised we have not called uh, um, Cameron Grimes Trevor Lee at any point. <laughs> right. So, before the next match, they sold Shasta and Bailey, which, like, brings up, like, which brings up a point from Triple H. Triple H was like, yo, Sasha and Bailey call and every week is like, yo, you need us to do anything. We want to come down and work with NXT. We want to be involved somehow. Yo, you need us to work with some wrestlers. Like, you need us to do anything. Yo, we're available. Like, they bother him. And Drew McIntyre, he does the same thing. Drew Drew called him the day was like, listen, listen, you got a spot on the show. I really want to be part of the show. Like, if you have anything, like, can I do something? I just, I just want to do something. Cesaro... Like, he literally, like, he named off all these names that literally called them, and they showed up on the show just, like, in the crowd because these people still want to be involved with NXT now. Like, they still want to be part of the team. That have the right attitude to be arrested. It's not about them. It's about the company because they realize if the company drives, they drive. You know? Yes. So, like, God forbid they get fired, whatever mm-hmm. company they work for, they're going to be, like, gold in that company. They're gold here. Mm-hmm. Imagine them working for, like, an upstart company. hmm You know? So, yeah, like, they're, 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 they're going to, like, they're great now. Imagine, like, five years from that. Mm-hmm. Then we had the match that we literally told everybody when the match got signed, we said it to everybody. This match is going to be great. 
everybody said, you guys don't know what you're talking about. It's not going to be great. Then they saw some footage like, it might be okay. Nope, it's going to be great. You have to listen to us. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It passed my expectations. I already knew it would be great, but it passed my my expectations. And that's harder. Yo. Like, this match from the first second before Pat McAfee stepped in the ring, I'm like a super wrestling person, and I always look for little things and that I see in a wrestling when a person when Pat McAfee stood on the apron and wiped his feet before he stepped through those ropes I was like oh oh this is gonna be good can and you explain that to like our listeners that don't know the significance of it I know it but can you explain it okay so as a wrestler the mat is sacred you do not bring dirt into the match. So you wipe your feet off on the apron before you step in the ring. Like, I learned that from William Regal. You do not step in the ring with dirt because the mat is sacred. People put their bodies on the line, they bleed, they sweat. Everything is in that ring. You do not bring dirt into the ring. So you wipe off your feet before you step through those ropes. And that's that's respect to the wrestlers and that's respect to the business. That's why people do it. Anyone do that, like male, female, whatever, you know they have respect. It's a lot of them I see that do it. Like, they do it quick, but you have to pay attention. But mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's a part of their entrance. Like it's so, some people do it so slick, like Alexa Bliss. You ever notice mm-hmm. Yes, she does. She does. But, like, if you don't look for it, you wouldn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's respect for the business, and that's what he he came in with respect. Yep. And it was funny because a lot of people missed that fact. It was like, yeah, I didn't see that part. And he locked up. When he locked up with Adam Cole, it was the lockup and the way he starts selling the headlock. I was like, yo, this is so old school. It just felt like it felt like I was like, "This is awesome, this is awesome." And like Renegade was like, "Dude, he's got something." He's like, "You usually see people who have it, but like I see it. I see he has it." Those are my words exactly. <laughs> yes, it was so good. And another thing he did when he got like he was getting pinned for something. I forgot what happened. He's getting pinned for something. He's laying on the ground and he has his eyes closed when that ref is counting one, two. That is a pet peeve of a lot of real wrestlers. When the ref is counting, guys are always looking at the ref to see if their hand is coming down for three so they can kick out right at the last moment. He had his eyes closed. His eyes was closed. And he was watching, like, he could just listen to the rhythm of the referee and he kicked out. I was like, oh, like, it's like not a lot of people do that. Like, not a lot of people do that. That that popped me. I was like, yo, he's good. He's, he's really, really good. Special. He has something special. And then he did a spot that if you like if you're a wrestling fan and you saw the spot, you would fucking go ballistic. They were on the top rope. 
and Adam Cole pushed him off. He did a backflip and he stood on his feet. And Adam Cole's like, what the fuck? And so, like, soon as Adam Cole like realized, yo, he just stood on his feet, Pat jumped up on the top rope, grabbed him, and superplexed him. I was like, oh my God, that's fucking great. And it was funny because you were like, yo, if he does a top rope suit, I'm going to pop. I'm going to pop. <laughs> and then, like, he backflips him. And then, like, he does a super. And I'm like, well, might as well pop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He he did a swanton outside onto a bunch of people. Like it was this match was so good. And the funniest part was at the end of the match. Cause Renegade goes, Yo, he's not gonna pin him with the Panama Sunrise. He hits fucking Adam Cole hits him with the Panama Sunrise and pins Pat Magazine. He's like, Oh shit, he actually did it. No, that that was the funny part. It was exactly like that. Within seconds, he's going. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, he's gonna hit him with it, but he, he probably won't hit him with it. As soon as I say that, in two, three. Like, oh shit! Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, as soon as I said that. And this is the first time one of the wrestlers beat an outside celebrity, and it was really good. So it's mostly the outside celebrity, because like. I hate to bring this up because, like, they probably when everything goes back to normal, this is going to be a thing in AEW, right? Mm-hmm. You know when it eventually happens, Tyson's going to be Jericho, right? Yeah, he's definitely going to be Jericho. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's just a thing, like, for wrestling. That, that's how the re- the celebrity gets their big payoff, you know, because they're mm-hmm. not going to go to lose. Yes. Dude. Which tells me two things. One, McAfee respects the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. And two, he's probably going to stick around for a while. That's what somebody asked Triple H. was like, yo, what's up with Pat McAfee? Triple H gave the generic answer, straight up generic answer. Listen, he has a lot of irons in the fire. I mean, we don't know when he's going to be back, but I mean, he might be back. You know, I don't know. And it's like, dude, you, like the way you said that was definitely he's coming back. <laughs> then we had, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what no one says. We had a very misleading promo of Tommaso Ciampa coming back on Wednesday. <laughs> now, this is very misleading because I thought that he was going to be part of Retribution, but... When we get to something later on, it might have it might be a reason why what's happening is happening. So I'm gonna like I'm gonna get into that later because it's a lot to unpack later. So yeah, and then we had our women's title match. So I'm gonna go with Triple H's quote before we get into the match. Triple H said, "Yo." We have the best women's division on the planet. There's no one else can touch us. I totally agree. Yep. Because this Dakota Kai Io Shirai match was like, it was. I didn't expect Dakota to bring it like she did, but she brought it to EO. And it was a really fun match. It was so much packed in this match. Like, it had the 
brutalism in it. Like, they fuck each other up. Great spots. Storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a little bit of everything. It was fucking awesome. Like, yeah. that match was just fucking awesome. And Io Shirai still retained her title. And it was fucking badass. And right after the match, she gets attacked. She gets attacked by fucking um, Raquel Gonzalez. But, I was gonna call Rodriguez. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> but, but, out of nowhere, here comes Bria Ripley. This is my Bugatti. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And, it was like, okay, she's coming to save her. And everybody online jumped to the same conclusion. Okay, EO won, right? Ooh. EO versus Rhea Ripley. That's a thing. That's going to be a thing. That's going to be a thing. So, I've already put this out there. And I've, I've put this out there on the pod earlier. I mean, not earlier. Yesterday. I'm putting out the pod today. No. It's a Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Like, fuck, like, everybody jumps to the wrong conclusion as soon as they see something. No, it's Mercedes Martinez. Dude, what the fuck? Because here's, here's the thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. it kind of matters in this case, the heel face dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, Rhea Ripley, like, he's, like, really over. I don't think they're going to be dumb enough to make her a heel. It's really over. Mm-hmm. So so is Eo. They're not gonna ruin either one of them, you know? Basically. And then if you put them against each other, obviously one has to lose, so you're gonna make the other one look weak. So no, don't go for that yet. Yes, and like if you build up the Mercedes Martinez Rhea Ripley match, which was already teased a little bit, you build up that one on one match like as a championship match, yeah. That's going to be awesome. That's like, going to be fucking awesome. The only way I would accept uh, Io Shirai match against Rhea Ripley before a Mercedes Martinez match, right? Mm-hmm. Is if it was a multi-person match. Yes. And like that's how Io, um, that's how Rhea Ripley wins the title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the match that they're obviously going for is Rhea Ripley and um, Mercedes Martinez. Yes. You know, so, yeah. I'm okay with that. So, then we get to the main event. The main event was brutal, awesome, but we have to talk about the entrance. The fucking entrance. Yes. The fucking entrance was awesome. Like, fucking... Carrying Cross's entrance was fucking awesome. Fucking dude is oh, just badass. I'm gonna use two two words like like the cool kids use nowadays. It mm-hmm. was fire and it was lit. I hate you, but yes, it was it was <laughs> it was awesome. You you gotta admit I, I'm not wrong. You're not. <laughs> but dude, it was like it was fucking awesome. 
and by the way, like there actually was flames in his entrance. So yeah, a lot of flames. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of flames. It was so cool. Like it looked like he walked straight out of hell. Like, mm-hmm. kind of it, in a way worse than Kane. <laughs> yes. But yeah, like yeah, that's like that's how he started, and then Keith Lee came out, and Keith Lee was angry, and he just went right to him and started whooping his ass, and like it was a badass fucking fight, and it just kept going and going, and like Keith Lee almost got choked out and was done. I thought he was done, but he like he raised his arm at the last second. It was like oh yeah. Then, fucking, um, Karen Cross got power bombed. It was like, okay, it's over. Nope, he kicked out too. It was like, oh shit. Well, how's this gonna end? How is this gonna end? Fucking Keith Lee gets up on the top rope. Karen Cross gets behind him, hits him with that suplex. Bam! And Renegade says it. He's not gonna pin him with that suplex. <laughs> One. Two, three, we have a new NXT World Heavyweight Champion. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. So we have a lot to unpack with the end of this match. So first off, Triple H they asked him about why did you give Keith Lee a short reign? And he's like, Well, it's it's part of a bigger story. Don't worry. Like Keith Lee's already a star. You never know what can happen. It's part of a bigger story. To me, that basically said, Keith Lee's disappearing and going somewhere, and you guys will see him on a Monday or a Friday. That's what it said to me. More or less what I said last episode, he's basically Sami Zayn, but a successful. Yes. And there's some bad to this. Like, there's actually some bad to this. Okay. So, Karrion Cross has an injured shoulder. He's going to have an MRI on Monday to see how bad it is. It could be bad, but everybody's praying for the best because it's like his shoulder got separated in the match and it's like, I don't know how how bad it is. If it's bad, then he might have to drop the title or they could work around it if it's not a long, like, you know, whatchamacallit. But I mean, it sucks because he's the brand new champion and he's injured already because he separated his shoulder in a match. I don't know where, but like, well, yeah, like, that's, that's like news to me. I'm trying to picture in my head where did that happen? Yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, that that's what like that's why I'm thinking about the Champa situation. Him like him coming back. It can be a good thing, but like, I don't know, man. It was it was really fucked up. Yeah, because for those who don't, don't remember, Champa's been gone for a minute, and it's because of Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. Karrion is the one that took him out, so there's still some shit there. So they're gonna go at it. Like they're gonna. Go yes, they're they're definitely going at it. Yeah, they. Like, Chapa's gonna be the number contender, regardless if he's injured or not. You know, what I mean, like if he's fine, 
is still going to be Ciampa. If he's injured, it's mm-hmm. Now, going back to what you were saying earlier, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you th- different with Ciampa, right? Mm-hmm. You're fr- referring to the fact you thought he was going to be part of, quote unquote, as you say, the AEW fans, right? Yes. That still might be a thing. Because, okay. Yeah. He fucking, like, goes for the match and loses, right? Mm-hmm. Say he loses in a fucked up way, like a fireball or something. They're afraid to see it, you know, whatever. Something wonky, right? Mm-hmm. That would actually, like, actually explain retribution because we don't actually know what the hell they're re- retributing. I don't know if that's the proper word about <laughs> Guess what they're like, what they're trying to get across. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, the most common thing would be like, oh, you didn't give us a shot and whatever. Like, oh, okay. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, they should have more of a purpose. And, like, in this case, he would have more of a purpose. Exactly. But, yeah, like, that's... That's how that's how this ended. Yeah. And by the way, the fucking fire, like that same fire from his entrance, was mm-hmm. basically what I'm gonna call his outro. When the show was ending, you see, like the um, you hear the music fucking fall and pray with fucking um, Scarlet on her knees doing the, the pose and whatever I could do with the entrance, with the flames in the background with Carrie holding the belt. Like that looked so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looked great. Yes. Like everything about Cross is great. Like Cross is fucking awesome. Like, like I'm gonna is... it now, no shade, no shade, but it's it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Impact dropped the ball with him. He could have been their champion. Yes. Like I like I really wish that that would happen. Yeah. Like they just made him a fucking bodyguard at one point. Like, nah, like you you had something there, you dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shit on them, but it's true. Yes. But yeah, like I'm like like I said, I feel really like bad for cross, but like this isn't the first time like a champion won a title. And they got injured, and then they did some wonky things to either keep the belt or like take the belt off. So I'm, <laughs> yes. So yeah, like I'm just I don't know. <clears throat> Ingram. Yes, damn it. <laughs> yes. Okay. But yes, like I don't know. I just hope everything works out for Cross because. I'm a huge fan of Cross. I, if you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, Cross has been one of the people I've been saying, free killer Cross. I think we said it for a couple of months until he was officially free, and then we just waited for him to get signed. Yeah, because Impact did him and um, Scarlet Dirty. Yes, they did. I remember. We, we reported that on a, for a while. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Glad you remind me. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I, I am coming at y'all. Y'all dropped the ball on him. 
take that, bitches. <laughs> I was being nice at first. I just remembered it. Y- y'all fucked him over. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Star. No, you're, you're totally right. No, I'm saying now okay. he's a star. He's not an extra. Because in, in fucking Impact, he was an extra. Yeah, and it was like, he was right there at the... Like, he was about to be a star. And they were just like, no. No, we're not giving you the title. Like, what the fuck not? It was just like, what the fuck? It made sense. Mm -hmm. It made so much sense. But, like, yeah, that was, that was a thing. Yep. So, it was a report earlier. You tell me, Tell me that thing that you read about Moxley, and I'll go into my deep dive breakdown. Um, I don't remember it word for word, but more or less, what they were saying was, uh, they asked Moxie about like the um, what is it, the Thunderdome and whatever. Mm-hmm. He said it looked it cool, but you know that's not going to solve their problem. Because they only have one problem that's fucking up their whole shit, which is, which is initials VKM, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You know? Yeah. And, like, until he leaves, that's not going to solve the problem. And, and like, he said, said something to the effect of, I'm glad I'm not there. Okay. Something, something to that effect. Like, I don't know how true that is and whatever, but, like, it was just a headline that I read. Okay. I hate when fucking people take quotes or words out of a fucking interview or a podcast and post them on Twitter or post them on your YouTube channel and say, hey guys, this is the headline. When you falsify bullshit for clicks. Like, I know the word is clickbait, but you're falsifying bullshit. Like, you're literally taking dumb little pieces without giving the context of why he said that and what other things he said behind that to verify anything that he said. Yes, he did say, yo, that's not going to fix anything because the real problem that you need to fix is VKM. He's there. Yes, he did say that, but it was more to the story. He was like, yo, nobody wants them to fail. Yo, none of us at AEW want them to fail. Like, WWE is literally the standard for wrestling. If they fail or look bad, we all look bad. Everybody wants them to do good. We're not in competition with them. We would rather for them to do good. If they do good, everybody else in wrestling does good. It trickled down effect. Like, the best company in the world, the biggest best company in the world is WWE. He's like, if you, like, wrestling period is WWE. Nothing else. He's like, it's nothing else. He said, if they're not perspiring and getting better and looking good, we all look bad. No matter what. Like, yeah, we can have good ratings. We can have this. We can have that. But they're wrestling. If you say wrestling, people think WWE. If they're not doing good, then everything else is like, just falls. Like, just falls. He was like, wrestling, like, is determined by them. He said, I have friends there. I have, like, people I know. He's like, it's people I care about that work there. He's like, I know my wife doesn't work there anymore, but I still, it's a lot of people over there that I that I still associate with, that I like, that I want them to do good. I want that company to do good. 
He's like, we never, yeah, he's like, we never went to war with this company. They went, they went to war with us. We don't have a problem with them. He's like, but they are wrestling. He's like, they are the, like, no matter what, WWE is wrestling. Like, that's it. And he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't have a problem with them. And even the stuff that he was saying, like, about how he was handcuffed in WWE, he they talk, he even talked about how leaving, how he always thought that the other shoe was going to drop. They was going to shit on him when he was leaving. And he was like, they didn't do that. They actually gave me a great send-off. And he was like, I'm always going to be very respectful for them, for that. And then it's a story that went out because of the podcast about, oh, WWE gave him a staph infection. And that's why he almost died. Fuck WWE. By, by the way, well, that's cut you off. Mm-hmm. When he says podcast, it wasn't our podcast. <laughs> no, it wasn't our podcast. Yes. So he remember he was talking about the staff infection and everybody got mad at WWE. Fuck WWE. Fuck WWE. Uh-huh. He told the story about how he possibly contracted the, the staff infection and also when he got the staff infection. Yes, he got the staff infection when he was sick, but he got he got it because mostly his fault. It didn't have anything to do with WWE. It didn't have anything to do with the work schedule. Because when the story came out, it was like, oh, WWE made him get surgery, and then he got a staph infection. He told the story about, yo, I had this thing in my elbow. I kept poking with it, kept popping it and draining it and doing that. And, like, maybe I got a staph infection that way. Maybe I got a staph infection when I got the surgery. But I, I could have got it from me popping it. He's like, I was overseas when I was doing, like, popping it and, like, draining it and then getting up and going to wrestle. And it's like, so you're telling me that you still could have gave yourself a staph infection? And people's like, oh, WWE misdiagnosed it. If you listen to what he said, he basically said, I had, I had something I kept messing with. That's how I probably got the staph infection. Or I could have got it in the hospital. But it wasn't like WWE fucking just said, yo, here's a staph infection and we're just going to misdiagnose you. And you could have died. No, he. if you listen to what he said, he clearly said he's partly responsible for what happened. And it was never a misdiagnosis. This is what he said. He said he kept picking with the shit. And then when he went back to the doctor and he was like, doc, why does it still hurt? He's like, dude, you have a staph infection. That's why. Oh, Okay, that's that's a thing. Yeah. So yeah, like everybody always shits on WWE for shit that they like. Oh, they fucking suck. They did something wrong. Like fucking look at all the fucking circumstances before you jump down somebody's throat and like half-ass take a quote and run with it. Yeah, fucking morons. Like and that shit was out fucking last year. Like and another thing he said in like in the podcast, and he was like, "It was real." Like, like I understand this, and it makes so much sense. He talked about how leaving WWE, he felt like the handcuffs was off because they tell him to do so much stuff, and blah 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 blah. And like, you get that from a lot of wrestlers that leave WWE. They they leave because it's so much drama and so much stuff that. Yo, you have to do this. You have to talk this way. You have to be this way, this way, this way. And he's I think like, the proper term for that is um, micromanage. 
they, yeah. they, do, they pick every little thing that you do, right? What you wear, what you tweet, how you talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just like, he like, I understand why he left WWE. Like, and they asked him about the whole Renee Young thing. He just said she just felt like it was time to leave. And like, I kind of figured like he didn't want to say the words that, oh, it's because WWE didn't call her while she had COVID. But still. Because there's always a, a, like, not to defend WWE, because I'm not, but there's always, like, that slight chance they could square things over and she could stay, you know? Yeah. So, like, like, he's a good husband, because, like, I don't think he would want to ruin that for her by saying, oh, you gave her COVID. Yeah, and then, like, then he was talking and he was like, yeah, she could, like, she could do whatever she wants. She could go to AEW, she could go to WWE, she could do ESPN, she could go to Fox. And I'm like, wait, what? She just was in the, what are you talking about? Like, he's, like, he said it so, like, like, just out of the blue, like, yeah, she could go to WWE. And it's like, she just left, what are you talking about? So he kind of implied that they could like fix things. Yeah, he implied that they could fix things. I doubt it because, like we said on the other podcast, she definitely should go to ESPN or Fox. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't remember what he like what he was talking about, but he said something about hockey, and he got like really excited about like her love for hockey, and it was like, hmm, hmm, like that. Like, that stuck out to me. He was like, yeah, something about hockey. And like, yeah, she really loves hockey and she loves to talk about hockey. And it was like, you said that too many times. That was really random. And once again, like, I'm not ju- trying to judge a book by its cover, but he doesn't seem like a type that likes hockey. Just like you. Yeah. You're not the type that likes hockey. But he got, mm-hmm. he got you excited for it because of her love for it. So he's getting excited for it. So yes. that's the best choice for her. Hockey. Yes, and I'm I'm waiting to see where she goes. Hopefully, like hopefully, like I don't know, like you know, WWE does the sixty day thing where you you can't sign with another company for sixty days. Does that even go for media? I was just about to ask you that. Like, does that count like like other things? I don't know because I don't. We haven't seen too many people leave and go to. Other medias, yeah. Like we saw Kathy Kelly leave, but she went to go be an actress. Yeah. That, that so doesn't really count like that. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't count. So I don't like. I don't know. Question. Like mm-hmm. it goes to like something like old shit. Like it's been squashed. Like no one cares about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Is that the situation. He quit and like he went to MMA or whatever. Mm-hmm. If someone like asked for their release like the proper way or whatever, or like they actually did just decide to release them or whatever, could they mm-hmm. just go to WWE because they're not a wrestling company? Could they go to like a UFC or whatever, but tour? Yeah, she she could she could, but I think like WWE would no. not want her to go to. Like an actual lesson. Like, um, look like what happened to Jack Swagger. Look what happened to Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger went. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, good point. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he, he left and went right to Bellator. Okay. Like, he even told Vince, was like, yo, I'm going to Bellator. He's like, all right, good luck. Okay. And that, that happened. Okay. So, so yeah, like that. Like yeah, that that was a cleanup on the misinformation going around about fucking John Moxley. Yeah, he's respectful. He's not he's not dirtbag. Yeah. And like he like he's really excited to be AEW champion, and he actually holds it in a high regard. And he said something that like I like. I felt like he was dumb on, but at the same time, coming from somebody as a wrestler, it like I understand why he would say this. He was like, yo, when I came out in AEW the first time at Double or Nothing, I didn't think I was going to get the pop and the reception that I got. He was like, I thought people would just look at me like a mid-carder and they wouldn't like care about me. And as like, soon as he said that, like, I just was like, yo, that's really dumb. Like You were the WWE champion for like fucking six months like almost a year like you like you was the most successful WWE champion at the time like what are you talking about and apparently he just didn't feel like like he was a star until he came out of AEW and he was like oh shit he was like they really care about me I'm like dude like the fuck like his rise to become WWE champion was so intriguing to me at least Mm -hmm. Because, like, the whole storytelling, again, how, like, with Seth Rollins screwing over the shield and all that, screwing mm-hmm. over Goldman, and, it, like, basically they're coming back to bite him and whatever, and, like, him doing the same thing to Seth. That, yep. that was so amazing to me. Yes, it was. Yeah. My thing is, who's going to beat him for the title, though, in the AEW? You know that they're setting up for MJF. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that though. You know, like I like MJF, but I don't know if he's ready yet for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. But you know that they're gonna try to, they might try to put, you know, they might try to put the title on him. But I don't know. Yeah, not hating, and just I don't feel like he's ready yet. You know, he's good. That's. He needs a little something, I think. Yeah. But if they put the title on him, like, I wouldn't be upset because it would be like, you know what? It's kind of like a young guy getting put over and doing the right thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, true, true. Because... Like, we're bi- like we're building something now. On paper, it looks like they're only pushing the WWE guys. So, mm-hmm. this case, they'll be pushing their own guy, which... It's good. Yes. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be too upset about MDF winning, but, you know, like, it would yes. be something I had to grow on, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was night one of the weekend, and we're going to get into night two in just a few minutes.
so yeah, let's talk about Pornhub. I mean, SummerSlam. Dude, okay. Anybody out there who I know, fuck it. Like, don't don't act like you fucking people are so Christian and bullshitty that you don't know what Pornhub is. You know the Pornhub logo, and you know it when you see it. If you watch SummerSlam, and as they were panning around the crowd, they have a SummerSlam logo, but it's hidden like behind some stuff and it's blue and orange. Now, your fucking mind, your dirty fucking mind goes to Pornhub every time you see it. And it's in a square box like the Pornhub logo. Don't give me that fucking shit that you don't watch Pornhub. You watch porn just like everybody else. Fuck you. Don't try to be high and mighty. I'm just saying what you're thinking and you know it. But we're not better than you because we got the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not MJF. No, I'm not, not that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, the hottest ticket of the summer, you won't see it coming because you already knew it was coming. SummerSlam. Like, we're not even going to go with a... a overall reaction to the end. We're going to start with just go straight into the match. Oh, okay, I thought we were going to give our, re- started, our reaction to get going. No, no, okay. no, no, no. No, no, because I want to give a full reaction of after we've told the people everything. I want to give them a full reaction of how we felt about gotcha. the show. Yes, did, like we're, we're doing this review a little okay. bit different. So, the show started off with Apollo Crews versus MVP. It angered me and made me happy at the same time because MVP came out with his second WWE theme song. I'm balling. I'm balling. What? I'm balling. And it was like, I like that song, but I like your first song better. But yes, first song was way and better. Also. Like- this one to me was vague because, like, as you mentioned, you mentioned it to me, like, this was right before he left the beat. So that's why I couldn't remember. Like, yes. I swear it was his TNA theme. No. Like, his TNA themes was actually better than this yeah, one. because I could like his TNA theme. Yes. But, yeah, he came out and they have Hurt Locker Business t-shirts. So, guys... Go pick you up a Hurt Locker business t-shirt. Even though it's just random and weird. I mean, but, for a basic yeah. t-shirt, it's not bad, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's not. This match, I swear this match went, like, fucking three minutes. Apollo had on new gear, and, like, he had a cool entrance. It's like, yo, he beat him, and then the Hurt Locker business came out to try to beat him up. He dodged Lashley. And he died shouting and ran off. And they just looked, they sat there looking like fucking idiots. Like, the fuck? Like, did you think that that was the right call? The, the quote unquote, supposed to beat down at the end? Or just yeah. like in general? Like the, like the match? Both. I was okay because MVP should not have that belt. You know, like, for real, for real, this, this feud should have went to last year. It could have been Apollo from the mm-hmm. get-go. I don't know why they gave it to MVP. I'm not shitting on MVP. Just like where it should have went, you know? Like MVP right. should not be in, in MVP. Like he should not be in the, the ring, you know? 
No, I swear I said it wrong. He shouldn't be in the ring. Like he should be just the manager. He can still go, but yeah. Um, the, I was okay with the ending because like Apollo should have won. Kept that shit. Hopefully, we go into him and Lashley finally. The whole like it seemed like it was botched. Them trying to jump him and like him dodging them and shit. You're not ricochet. Yeah, you can't move that quick. Like I swear, like fucking Lashley botched. Like oh, I got you. And he had him, but let him go. He did. He did. The match itself was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Then we had the open at SummerSlam. By the way, that match was on the pre-show. That's the only thing I'm upset about. <laughs> yeah. Then we had our first match was Bailey versus Oscar with Sasha in her corner. Mm-hmm. Like this was, this was a back and forth struggle, back and forth struggle, and Bailey's arm got hurt. And here's like the funny part where, like, what is his name? God damn it! What is his guy? Tom Phillips or whatever the fuck his name is. Somebody was like, Bailey's arm is injured, and I was like, for the last fucking six weeks he's been wearing fucking kinesi tape on it to fucking hold his shoulder together, and the one night she's not wearing it, her arm is hurt. <laughs> Bitch, what? <laughs> what? Well, it's true. I, it is, I didn't notice she oh. wasn't wearing the tape tonight. Yes. It it like it pissed me off how they just was so dumb. I was like, her arm is hurt. I'm like, that's the arm she wears the tape on. That's why Oscar went after it. But that match was it was a long back and forth because I swear that match was like probably 20 minutes. Yeah, like yeah, it was a long match, and Bailey won because Sasha took a bullet for her. She got butt bumped, and Oscar got rolled up by Bailey. The one, two, three. Bailey keeps the title. And right after the match, Sasha jumped in the ring and started beating down Oscar, and was like, "Okay, all right." Like their matches later, and as soon as that happened, I was like, "Yep, Sasha's losing the title again." <sighs> Well, that's great. Then we had a match that this is this is your fault. I'm blaming you for this match, especially the way okay. it ended. We had the tag team title match: Andrade and Angel versus Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. The Street Profits kept the title because. Zelina Vega got knocked down and Andrade went to go help her leaving Angel by himself to get beat the fuck up and lose the match. I blame you for this yeah, one, buddy. How was that my fault? Like, I'm waiting for that. Oh, no, no. You want to say, how is this your fault? If you guys go back into old episodes of the podcast or if you've been listening for a while, he's been calling for the breakup of Angel and Andrade for a long time. So, Go back and listen and then blame oh, no. him. At Renegade Enigma, it's his Oh, fault. no. You're right about that, right? But if you notice, uh-huh. I stopped that after a while. Because in the beginning, <laughs> it was so much dissension between them. Mm-hmm. And like, then they, 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 like, they squared it up. They, they were cool, you know? Like, they actually feel, felt like an official tag team. We were like, that's why I didn't bring it up anymore. 
Like they started matching and all that. No, but then he tried to kill the street profits. But no, but but that like, one made sense. You gotta admit that one made sense. The whole the, the say, whole Zelina doing it, like that was kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. It should have been more to it, you know. Just say you hate tag no. teams and no, not I say. love tag teams. It's just the fact that, like, yeah, well. Let's face it, like, Andre doesn't need Angel, and Angel doesn't need Andre. So, if they break up, which they, it's kind of still hinted at, it's not 100% confirmed, you know? Mm-hmm. If they break up, well, fuck it. Right. So, then we had the loser leave town match Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rhodes. I'm not going to be a hater, but I didn't like this match at all. And I'm sad to see Sonya go for a while, but hopefully she comes yeah. back. Yeah. Like, it was kind of obvious like that, we all uh, knew- you know, the ending. Mm-hmm. But, like, we all knew it was coming, so, like, nobody really bad in the eye and was like yeah no, no it's cool yeah like we know like we know why we're, sympath- we're sympathetic with it we're fine it's okay the one thing I'll give them like extra points on like they try you know it's not like like an effort mm-hmm. yes then we had a match with Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. First off, first off, this this everything about this match was just fucking cool. Because Seth Rollins comes out, and Seth Rollins has a version of Rey Mysterio's Halloween Havoc gear. It was yeah, awesome. The purple one with like all the question marks, like the full body suit. Yes, and. It was awesome. And then Dominic was talking to his mommy and daddy. He said, I got this. He went out there with his dad. And he literally started trying to play Seth Rollins because the match started and he started acting like he didn't know how to wrestle. It's like, come on. Like I literally said, right now, Pat McAfee had the better match of the week. And then all of a sudden, Dominic just start doing all of these fucking luchador moves. It was like, he got something. He got something there. But, but, like, I agree but, with your initial statement. Mm-hmm. McAfee was still better. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, I didn't just say Dominic was better than him, but Dominic started to get better. Where I was like, okay, he's, he's yeah, pretty good. He's, good. he's pretty McAfee good. Was better. <laughs> yes, he did a frog splash. He did a couple of moves. He brought back a move that is a lost art that only us ECW alumni know. He brought back the white Russian legs. Not only that, but it was the super variety. Yes, through a table. Yeah. It was true ECW-like. Then he, he went on to do a 619 from the outside to the bottom of the rope. And it was like, what the fuck? That was kind of cool. Yeah, he 
he was doing some, yeah he was doing some shit that made everybody go like what the fuck like they're really doing this and Seth Rollins grabbed Rey Mysterio handcuffed him and it just went back and forth and then Dominic lost right in front of Rey Mysterio and his mom and his mama which by the way like I have to point this out like I have to I swear his mom was fucking Tigers from mm-hmm. WCW it ain't her I mean it's not her like I swear it was her cause like but listen, that's that's who we remember Ray being with, so that's why we were like, oh, like, yeah, that's his wife. But apparently that's not how it ended. Like, the thing about so, it, though, like, mm-hmm. uh, um, were they really a couple of real life then? Or was that just the story? Yeah, no, they, no, they, oh, they were. Okay. They were. Yeah, they were. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think he broke up with her and then that's how he married this lady, but they were a couple in WCW. That's why she was with the Filthy Animals. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Then we had the second women's title match and it was Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Now, they said this match was like only 11 minutes. I thought this match was also longer because they did a lot of shit in this match. Yeah. And we all knew it was coming because we knew that this was going to happen. Bailey didn't take the bullet for Sasha and Sasha wound up losing. Yeah. We knew it was coming. But we know it's further in the story. The story is gonna wind up being what it is. Yeah, that's that's why I'm fine with it. So, right. The next match was the world title match, and Renegade and me are talking, and Renegade goes on one of his spills to talk about why one person should win the title over the other, and. I'm literally going, okay. He's like, dude, I don't want Randy to win because if Randy wins, then who's he going to face? And he's like, no, but if Drew wins, who Drew's? No. What won it? Because you said Drew, right? Let me break down the whole thing. So you fucking told me months ago that this match was going to go down mm-hmm. before it was actually confirmed because mm-hmm. the whole narrative was Randy's supposed to beat uh, um, Drew for the title because then at WrestleMania, like, it's going to be Randy and Edge, right? So mm-hmm. my question to you was, but, okay, what if hypothetically speaking, because I already was with you with fucking, you know, uh, 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 Randy winning, but what if Drew won? Like, where can you go with that? You know, because it seems like there's, there's nobody at this point. That's that's another thing going Randy. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not happy with Randy quote unquote winning this shit. Because also they want to do it at WrestleMania. You know, mm-hmm. and it's a long way from WrestleMania. You know, so. But then you broke it down so many ways and whatever. So. No, but she said. Randy has nobody to face. And I go, yeah, Randy can face this guy. 
Randy can face this guy. Randy can face Tommaso Chopper. Randy can face Keith Lee. As I'm saying that, don't don't, don't forget you also said Alistair Black, which is the one that caught my my ear, as it were. You know, you saying it. Don't forget that one. Point that one out. (laughs) Yes, and Alistair Black, which I was going to get to after the match. I was saving that name specifically for after the match. But, yeah. So they played a commercial for, as I'm saying it, for Keith Lee. So Keith Lee is coming to Raw tomorrow night. And it's going to be limitless. But now back to the match. By the way, wait, off, right? This match. Like, yeah, uh-huh. you're the one that normally calls it. Like, I called that. <laughs> I, yes. I have to point that out. Like, I, I called something finally on this podcast. Yes, you did. This match, it was really good. And literally, something happened and they said the tagline and it fucking made me just go, what the <laughs> fuck? This match was so good. Like, they did submissions. They did a little bit of everything. And out of everything, you would have thought it would have ended with a Claymore kick or an RKO. It ended when Drew fucking beat Randy with a backslide. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? One, two, three, Drew wins. Yes. And fucking Michael Cole goes, well, you never saw that coming. I'm like, what the son of a bitch? Like, I know that's the tagline, but the son of a bitch. So now that Drew has successfully retained the title, I'm thinking that Alistair Black might be one of the challengers. What say you? You down for it? Definitely. Because Alistair Black, Alistair Black is going to be a guest on the Kevin Owens show tomorrow. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. Okay. Then we had... We had the match. Falls Count Anywhere. Ron Strowman versus The Fiend. The match, it started off crazy. Something happened that I was... That I didn't expect and I was actually shocked when it happened. Fucking Braun Strowman is hitting the fiend with the toolbox, and he literally hits him like six times. And I'm like, "Oh my god, it didn't even open." As I said, that Bray fucking he fucking throws it and it opens randomly. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yo, what if it was supposed to open as as per usual? And like, he he fucking thought that when he threw it. Like, what the fuck? Yo, I'm down with him because like that was a what the fuck moment. <laughs> what the fuck? Then like it's supposed to be a false count anywhere. Why the fuck did they only brawl to like the gorilla position and then brawl back out? It wasn't nothing else other than that. It was like what the fuck? I'm like that was so stupid. Like why? Then they fucking they got back in a ring, and that is a pet peeve of yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A fucking all count anywhere, but it has to yeah, be in a ring. Is. Fucking like, stupid. 
as y'all know, I fucking like do these on my YouTube channel and all that, right? Whenever I do it mm-hmm. on my fucking YouTube channel, it always ends in the rank. Sometimes they never even leave the rank. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's a pure simulation, so I don't control anything. Whatever happens, happens. And it's like, what the fuck? It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, the match was okay, so, but, you know. No, I didn't finish explaining no, the match. I'm that, in my opinion, the match was okay. You know, well, if I finish explaining it, you could talk about how the match was okay. Because I'm, I'm still in the no, middle of the match. You're talking like, about I'm, my pet peeve. Like, that's the only thing I hate. <laughs> yeah, and then you said the match was okay. Wait until we can talk okay. about the match. Like, Braun Strowman power slammed Bray. He kicked out. He power slammed him again, kicked out. So Braun goes, starts cutting up the ring, and pulls up the mat. And we're like, oh, he's going to power slam him there. Nope. Bray slides down, hit him with the sister Abigail. One, two, three, new universal <laughs> champion. And everybody was like, man, that's crazy. Like, how did you feel about the match? The match itself was like pretty good. Like I said, I just don't like the whole narrative. It's a false count anywhere match. Because he also hit the sister Abigail in the gorilla position. Honestly, he should have won around there. He didn't even try to pin him. That was the thing. He didn't yeah, even try. Exactly. But other than that, the match was pretty good. It wasn't the greatest match in the world because, you know, Braun can't really wrestle like that. But it was, it was good. It, yeah. yeah, but... Like, I didn't... Like, I don't know why. I just didn't like them trading their finishers, finishers, finishers. And nobody yeah. would die. Which at one like, point, like fucking uh, 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 Brian said, why don't you just die? So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because like that was the only thing that he would have to do to win the title is fucking yeah. kill him. Which is funny, because after he said that, he's the one that died. <laughs> right. That was funny. And then the, the credits came up. So, earlier in this podcast, and probably last podcast, I talked about SummerSlam was going to be crazy. Something was going to happen at SummerSlam. And everybody was like, yeah, I don't know what it is. And there was a return. And it was confirmed that this return was happening. I was like, yeah. And the big dog is back. Now, I have a question for you about that. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. Not on the podcast. We probably did say it on the podcast, but we did mm-hmm. discuss it off the podcast also, right? We both mm-hmm. like stated we miss Roman right now. Because we were like the biggest Roman naysayers. <laughs> and like, we yes. both discussed it and we both like said we miss him. Did you bring it up to me? Because the fact that mm-hmm. you knew this was going to happen... Or you that, that that was just coincidence. That wasn't a coincidence. Okay. That, that wasn't a coincidence. Like yesterday, like between yesterday and today, I kind of got it confirmed that he was coming back. But when we've been saying we missed him, we said we missed him because we actually yes. did miss him. But over the like 
yesterday I had started hearing rumblings and that's when like we had brought up the talks of yeah like it would be great if he returned if he returned sometime soon and I think we even said because somebody had came back and I said to you this person is back how long do you think it would take before Roman is back and you said I don't know mm-hmm because like I like I was tr- like I was trying to hit to you like there's like there's some smoke to this fire. Yeah, but just like all your other then, rooms you do on here, which like our audience really doesn't like catch on to. I'm your fucking co-host, and half the time I don't catch on. <laughs> yeah, but like, so, all right, little behind the scenes. Like sometimes I say stuff to you, you like you halfway believe it, and you like. Yeah, and then when it happens, and I'd be like, dude, I said that to you. He was like, yeah, but I didn't really think it was going to happen. So sometimes I just go like, I'll just tell him stuff and like see if he catches on. If he doesn't catch on, it'll be like, that's what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> but also, because like, a- you have to go more in, de- in detail, though, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, it didn't go down quite the way you thought because you enjoyed this a lot. Because this. Yeah, no. um, Words of damn, I forgot his name. Like he says, rumor and speculation a lot. Um, Conrad Thompson. Thompson. The word of Conrad Thompson. There's lots of rumor and speculation already with his return. Yes, but okay. Here's here's the funny thing, and uh, people who have listened to this podcast before said we actually wanted this guy. We wanted yes. this guy. Yes. I'm an even bigger fan of him so, right now. Yes. So we're going to tell you what happened. So Bray wins. Brace trying to get up after the beatdown. He gets up and he gets speared. And like you kind of you kind of don't see that it's Roman, but it's because he's wearing all black. He's not wearing his vest. You're like, his dad. Yep, that's Roman. And Roman just started beating the living shit out of Bray. He's beating the fuck out of the Fiend. Fiend can't even get the fuck I, up. Not to cut you off, huh? but like for a split second when he hit the spear, like I didn't know it was here because it happened so mm-hmm. quick. For a split second, I thought mm-hmm. it was Otis. No, we, like right before that, we also <laughs> was making a joke about Otis ca- cashing in. <laughs> yes. Because we, want, we wanted him to cash in, but Roman just speared the fuck out of him. Man. He just started beating the shit out of him. And we were popping because he was like, oh shit, Roman's back. Then he goes on the outside. Braun is there. Braun is getting up. Roman grabs a fucking chair and chucks it at Braun and then starts beating the shit out of him with the chair and just yells at him, you wouldn't be a monster without me. He was like, you not shit without me. It's like, what? Like, I'm, I was totally baffled and like happy because this is the Roman we wanted, but at the same time, is Roman healed? He may very well be healed. And then he went back in the ring and beat the shit out of Bray, and he picked up the title and he said, This is mine. I was like, What the fuck? Now, here's where. It gets super speculatory. He's wearing all black. He's not wearing his vest. He's wearing a shirt. 
And I know people are like, well, he wears a shirt when he comes back sometimes. Yeah, but it was this shirt that said, wreck everyone and leave. And it's like, oh, that's like that's kind of a heel-ish shirt. But then, yeah. But then it hit me was like, holy shit, dude. Like, there has been no retribution on this show. And it's like, the fuck? Like, why has it not been any retribution on this show? I don't know. I, I mean, there were those weird glitches that we were getting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, later on on Raw, they're going to like say that was their fault or whatever. Because every once in a while, like, mm-hmm. the screen will go black. Yes. So I don't know if that was that. Yeah, I Yeah, I didn't know, but it was like, what the fuck? But his shirt was definitely a fucking car. But here's the Yes. But the thing is, like, I feel like Roman might be part of retribution. Part of. He may be leading it. Don't give away the spoiler. Yes, he might be leaving it. Leaving it, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like so that's the with Roman Reign marks or whatever, right? Like, oh no, he wouldn't do that. He gets mm-hmm. much in belt back, which very well might be the case, right? It gets mm-hmm. really fucking odd. Like mm-hmm. wreck, wreck everything and leave. That's what retribution does. Exactly. It like it was so good. It was so good. Like I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast or whatever, but I'm I'm like tell it now and all that. We tend to look at the little things when it comes to wrestling. So mm-hmm. recently they came out with that, that shirt. They're selling at WWE.com. God, they're fast for that shit. They're almost as fast as AEW. Almost. Yeah. But you pointed out the graphic looked at odd. Because Roman was in black and white when he should be in color. He probably asked the elves mm-hmm. to do anything. We like to call that the red tie theory. Mm-hmm. Years ago, so it was a feud between Undertaker and Kane. And Paul Bear like was long gone at that point. So Paul Bear shows back up and he's on Undertaker's side. But he has a red tie. To my knowledge, anytime he was with Kane, he had a red tie. So I tell Vic, I'm like, yo, I think he may betray him. Lo and behold, he betrays him. <laughs> So yes. every time we notice something small, it's the red tie theory. <laughs> yes, it is. So yeah, we like we're definitely thinking that he's part of retribution. Yep. Yeah. And that show, well, I'm not gonna sound like I'm a young guy and say that that show was fire, because I'm old enough to know that. I shouldn't be going, yo, that show is fire. <laughs> like some people, like some older folks. But like, 
Yo, that show was lit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, like, it showed like the show was yeah. good. Yeah, like, honestly, like, as always, it wasn't as good as fucking TakeOver. But mm-hmm. it, it didn't disappoint. Like, I kind of thought, like, eh, it's going to be all right. It was good. Yeah, I had a weird feeling like it wouldn't disappoint. I had a feeling it would be okay, not that bad. Cause like it just, it just felt like something was gonna happen, and all of the rumors I was hearing was like, "Yo, something's gonna happen, and it's gonna be good, and it's gonna make the show good." So I like in the back of my mind, those were my hopes. Like, okay, something shocking's gonna happen. Something's gonna be good because I know what's gonna happen. So that's that's why I felt that way. Which one people heard up but, yeah, like, the fucking podcast or whatever, so I can know shit. That's why you're the fucking winner. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I always try to find stuff before. And also fuck some of these journalists that have nothing but fucking bias and push their agenda on their fucking piece of shit fans. They do nothing but follow them blindly and not think for their goddamn self. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I got that up. Yeah, because we we did our review of AEW like earlier, and you, if mm-hmm. y'all notice, I didn't say anything because as Vic says, we do it. We record one one part one day and another part the other day. I had yet to watch it when he reviewed it, so. I watched it and I, I enjoyed the show. So we're unbiased. We love everything. Mm-hmm. We call shit when it's shit. We call something good when it's good. Yes. And that's usually us sitting on WWE balls yes. at the time. Yes. And also, Randy Orton is an okay. asshole. Okay. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so I didn't I didn't notice this, but of course, like I've I saw a couple people talk about it. it was like, yo, Roman got some new teeth. I was like, okay, like that's not funny or important. Except when Randy Orton tweets a picture of Brian the dog when he got new teeth and goes, Glad to see you back, Roman. It's like, okay. Now I'm I'm done. I'm done. Randy is a very hilarious yeah. asshole. That's all I can say. Randy is a very hilarious asshole. Like he seemed like one of the boys that you could chill with or whatever. You know, like you just make a, a fucked up joke yes. and you just sit there. Like he's he's not PC. He's like us. Yes, he's definitely not PC. Like he'll be the motherfucker. You you, you have to try to tell him chill. Like yo 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 chill. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Randy is a dick. <laughs> oh, dude, but yeah, overall, SummerSlam was... <laughs> did... Yeah. Overall, SummerSlam was pretty, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Of course, Raw tomorrow is going to be li- limitless. Yes, and 
I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but SummerSlam is just going to be... I mean, SmackDown is going to be fun no, also. No, go ahead. Say what you got to say. I'm not saying anything. I'm not, I'm not giving... I'm not giving anything away. Give away. Like that red hot chili pepper time. Give it away oh. now. No. Because I told you to suck my kiss. <laughs> yeah, you... You didn't think I was going to finish it, did you? No. <laughs> That's what you get. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. <laughs> Let me stop, y'all. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen a lot of fans get super hyped because Roman is back. So, yeah. That's that's gonna be a thing. Now that's gonna be a I thing. Asked, do this on uh-huh. the podcast. I'm gonna ask you again on the podcast. And this is also a question for the listeners, mm-hmm. right? Do you think this shirt mm-hmm. like has more to it than that? Like he showed up, he wrecked everything. Do you think he just left? Like he won't be there on, on like SmackDown? Because he's designated on SmackDown right now. Yo, okay. This is exactly what I want. This is exactly what I want. And I know people are going to be upset when I okay. say this. I don't want him to show up on SmackDown. I know that the fans are going to be expecting him. They're going to want him. I want him to cut a promo on SmackDown away from the fans and away from being there. Just like at home, be like, yo, I told you I was going to come and wreck some shit. I came and wreck some shit. Like, that's all you're getting from me. And just leave it at that. And then you'd be like, oh, well, Roman said he was just going to wreck some shit. And then, like, later on that night, Retribution comes out and wrecks some shit. And you're like, oh, think we wish Roman was here to stop him. <laughs> nah. Nah. But, like, like that was... Like a familiar ass spear out of nowhere. Like, wait. That looks familiar. You mean that guy from the very first night when I said that guy pulled off a spear that kind of looked like Roman Reigns' yes. spear? Yes. That that it couldn't be Roman Reigns? That yes. guy? Like it's yeah. all coming back now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like that couldn't be a thing. <laughs> I swore it could have been Mojo because Roman was way off my radar for this. Just because we we kept saying he's not coming back anytime soon, he's not coming back anytime soon, and we joked about yeah, it could have been a Roman Reigns spear, but yeah, he's not coming back. Boy, are we wrong? Yeah, yeah. So it it could have been, it could have been a thing, but like he might be part of retribution. <laughs> But have you noticed, like, Keith Lee, they said he's coming back on Monday. They said Tommaso Ciampa's coming back on Wednesday. Nobody has said who's coming back on Friday. On paper, on paper, that would be Roman. On paper, that would be Roman, but also, this should be a debut. And at this point, like, Bailey has ran through everybody just saying okay also also there's there's a tag team that I basically said 
should be going after Bailey, which is Rhea and Shotzi Blackheart. Say that. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a lot of stuff that uh like I said before, this this weekend, this week was gonna be very interesting. And you guys was like, eh, halfway. Now at the end of the weekend, you're like, you know what? You were totally <laughs> right. That's per usual. Yes. So overall. How did you enjoy this weekend, this Russell weekend? Okay, okay. Without the Roman thing, mm-hmm. right? Honestly, mm-hmm. it was really good to me. I would have gave it an eight. That's how good it was, right? Okay. Roman coming back up and mm-hmm. wrecking everything. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it, this was a 10. And it, and it okay. broke the scale. I, like it, it's better than this, but yeah, I have no complaints about uh, um, this shit. Maybe only the fuck my little pet peeve with the fucking cause count anywhere match, but the match was good still. So. Okay, so I give NXT a twenty out of ten. A twenty out of ten? Oh, <laughs> I yeah, I give, I give NXT a twenty out of ten. I give AEW. Uh, eight out of no, I give it a seven. I give it a seven because there's a couple things that I really hated off of NXT, and I give I give SummerSlam an eight and a half because of the Roman Reigns. Yeah. Like I like, it was a couple decisions in there that I wouldn't have made, and I would have did better. And like a little bit of it, just like had got a little, I don't know. It was kind of it went fast, and it was. Yeah, it kind of, like I don't know what it was. It was some shit. It was some shit in there that was like, eh, eh, eh. But yeah, like I like I give it an eight out of an eight and a half out of ten. And like the Roman was my favorite parts on whatever. Like fucking AEW. My favorite part was fucking Cody and all of them getting destroyed. Like they all got wrecked. Like this was a squash match. I love that. Like the story too that like that's just gonna continue. NXT, my favorite part was fucking Kieran Cross. Like from his entrance to his outro, that whole thing was beautiful. The match, mm-hmm. and then here Roman coming back. Yeah, my favorite thing about AEW was FTR and Tully Blanchard. Favorite thing. <laughs> Yes. My favorite thing about NXT was Damian Priest winning the title. Yeah, that was good too. And my favorite thing here was also Roman returning. Yes. So yeah, like that that was this weekend. And tomorrow we start all over again from the very, very beginning. In case y'all forget, this week you get two episodes. Yes, two totally different episodes. Not one, but two totally different episodes. Yeah, this is our special episode. And, like, yeah, then, like, the final episode after this is business as usual. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. 
So yeah, guys. Yeah. Anything else to say? Come on, Danny News. Not just just a regular blood and gut oh, stuff. Okay. Since like this is the special show, right? Mm-hmm. Might as well say just one last thing, right? Fuck mm-hmm. this shit.